Hello, welcome to another podcast from Access Brokerage Real Estate. This is Jim Parker, broker, 770-265-7293, serving metro Atlanta area's residential home buying or home selling needs. Give me a call. A recent Forbes article, what's happening with mortgage rates and housing prices right now? What do you think is happening from all I've been saying and you've been reading and hearing about? Rates are up and home prices are down. Well, there's key takeaways from the article. Home prices are most likely to hold over the next year, according to Goldman Sachs, though they have inflated by 43% since before the pandemic. The Fed's rate hikes have made borrowing money more expensive, and rates are only expected to go higher over the next 12 months. If you purchase a home over the next year, rates are likely to be lower now than they will be in the coming months. Over the past two years, the housing market has experienced extreme demand and limited supply which if you have a large demand and very little supply, prices go up. It talks about two years ago, and it doesn't really matter what happened two years ago. It matters what happens now. You know, they're asking the question, are home prices going down? No matter what they say, it says it's important to look at these numbers in context. In August, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, in August, they were about 8% higher than they were at the same time in 2021. But now they're kind of coming down. And as I mentioned before, in Cobb County, there's 40 to 50% of the listings that have lowered the prices. Are mortgage rates going up further? Well, they just said it. they were. So should I buy now or wait longer? They just said earlier that rates are going to go up and these are going to be lower rates now than they are in the future. Prices may come down faster than the rates go up and have an opportunity to, to buy later on at a lower overall price. But they're seeing short-term pricing decreases and long-term pricing increases. So the prices are going to go up and the rates are going to go up. And it's going to be more and more expensive to get a house. So they say the bottom line, list prices on homes do remain high. Interest rates are expensive. Borrowing is extremely likely to become even more expensive over the next 12 months. Well, they're just reiterating the same information. Bottom line, prices are going up. Rates are going up in the next 12 months. Right now, might be a good time to buy. Depends on you, if you can qualify. I've got a client right now at six and five eighths percent interest rate out. Residential home buyers are rejecting offers now instead of the frenzy for the past year that they're taking it as is. The market was very competitive. People were making multiple offers on properties and other things. Nationwide, 64,000 home purchase agreements fell through in August, which was about 15% that went under contract that month. The median home price, while still rising in August, uh, about 8% on a year-over-year basis, it has fallen about 6% in the past two months. So why are the buyers backing out? Well, obviously, if you're paying attention to the mortgage rates that have skyrocketed and doubled in the last year, actually in the last few months, that's pushing people out of affordability. Home buyers are most likely to back out of deals that live in Sunbelt cities like Phoenix, Tampa, Florida, and Las Vegas. Some buyers said, you know, that they checked the school district. They don't like them anymore. They didn't realize the rooms were too small uh, or they back out because home is too old. There's a lot of reasons under a due diligence period that you can back out. When they arrive to actually look at it, about 20 to 30% exercise the contingency to back out. In this article, one buyer backed out after learning the garbage disposal had a small leak. The buyers backed out because the seller wouldn't grant large allowances to do fix-ups on the property. 
buyers used to waive contingencies like financing, inspections, and appraisals, but they're trying to put those back in and they're getting those back in the contracts because the market has slowed down a bit. So sellers could get pre-inspections before a listing, you know, to find out what's going on, you know, roof, heating and air, water heater, plumbing, electricals, just to see if there's anything they need to fix up to make their house a little bit more attractive. And don't take inspections personally, you know, for the sellers. So basically what it says is just do the best you can to put a attractive piece of property out on the market and don't get too hung up in the details. Be flexible, uh, negotiate what you can. And if it's too much, let them back out. What is a betterment in real estate? A betterment is what it sounds like. It's an improvement made to an asset that enhances its value or makes it better. In real estate, betterments are improvements to a property or surrounding infrastructure to boost the value of the property. Well, let's distinguish between a betterment and just normal repair and maintenance. Refinishing hardwood floors in a house or fixing a plumbing problem or repairing the roof. Those are considered repairs and maintenance, not a betterment. Adding something new to the property, like building an additional sunroom, expanding the size of a kitchen, or adding a third bedroom to a home. Normally, what you're going to gain is additional space inside a home that is heated and cooled, that is conditioned. In other words, that has access to heating and air. If you add livable square footage to your house, that should improve the value of your house. By adding extra basement space, you don't get that much kick, even finished basement space. But it can also come back and bite you from a tax purposes because the property taxes are based on square footage in your house. There was a man in Jefferson Parish of Louisiana that was convicted of killing a real estate agent during a Facebook marketplace sale. He's been sentenced to life. Last year, the two men met after uh, the real estate agent agreed to sell a dirt bike through a Facebook marketplace ad. Instead of a smooth transaction, the convicted person showed up armed with movie prop money and never intended to buy the bike. What happened was killed a real estate agent. Post from my blog inside the Anchor podcast of many, many examples of real estate agents being killed. About 15 years ago or more, there were two real estate agents in a community in a model home and an escapee came in and killed them both and was later convicted. There's many other examples in that blog post. Real estate agents are subject to violent crimes and murders. Recent U.S. News article entitled Eight Red Flags to Help You Spot a Rental Scam. They include listing photos with a multiple listing service watermark. Usually photos have a watermark from a website and not authorized to be used elsewhere. A second one, listing details are vague. Not making sense, maybe misspelled words. The third one, they don't want to show you the place first. They just want to have you virtually tour it. The fourth one, they're ready to make a deal with no background information on you. The fifth one, they're out of the country. The sixth, they want you to sign or pay right away. Number seven, the asking rent doesn't match up. And number eight, they instruct you to just wire the money. Probably can't be retrieved once it's wired. So watch out for scams. As the old adage says, if the deal, location, and rental price seem too good to be true, then it probably is a scam. There are a couple of caveats also I can add to that story. 
Number one, in a really hot market that people are moving into and there's limited rentals, this would be a prime situation where there'd be scams. And second of all, there's a very devious one where the criminals actually go into vacant properties, change the locks, show you the property, and it appears that they own it, but they don't. Another article struck my interest, and it's a topic that's come up again and again. Fraudsters shift focus to big ticket real estate closing scams. The Secret Service has been looking into identifying scammers, millions of stolen dollars through banks around New York tri-state area. The Bloomberg News Service quoted the agent as saying he was reviewing a government database, the Internet Crime Complaint Center, or IC3 for short. Looking over business email compromises, BECs for acronym, scams where the hackers infiltrate corporate accounts to send fake invoices, contract payments, and other false wire requests, not just real estate. The Secret Service agent reportedly found that there had been over $9 million of stolen funds affecting over 50 victims in different sectors of the New York tri-state area. These email compromises found a new target for those who want to buy homes. They fall for scams. They're just about to close on your home and usually send you wiring instructions to change the account to send the closing funds to. And they usually mimic the uh, email addresses of the closing agents that are used or the agents, the real estate agents. And they may be off a letter that makes it look like their email address. So it's spoofing the email addresses. According to the agent, they use a shotgun approach initially compiling contact info for various actors in the real estate industry, including lawyers, closing attorneys, brokers, real estate brokers, title agencies, mortgage lenders, and others, maybe inspectors or someone else. Those that are duped will send their credentials, then hit an air page of some kind, which they won't recognize, but their information has been stolen at that point. And then the hackers use those credentials to monitor real estate transactions for months, learning details small details about everybody involved that allow them to, you know, mimic or spoof another person. This has happened in the past. It's just my advice would be to always contact, verbally contact or go into their office of the closing agent that you're going to use and verify with them directly that that is the account and that if er there are any changes to that account, it would be that you would have to call them to, to verify that the information is correct. Don't ever trust emails simply changing the account just prior to the closing date. As always, I post links to the sources that I use for these podcasts within the Anchor podcast itself. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Jim Parker, broker with Access Brokerage Real Estate, serving Metro Atlanta's home buying and home selling needs. 770-265-7293. Have a great week and God bless.